Welcome to another episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. My name is Maurice Jager and I'm a photographer, speaker and the author of the book Personal Branding for Photographers. This podcast is all about learning how to improve your personal brand as a photographer. Thank you for listening today and let's dive in. Well, hello there. Welcome by another with, at another episode. I'm here today with Ben Markham, and we're going to talk about some personal branding stuff. And I'm going to fire a lot of questions at him. But first, Ben, introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, audience. Uh, I am Ben Markham. Uh, I am a headshot and portrait photographer based out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And that sums it up. So, what yeah, kind that of sums up. yeah? What kind of portraits do you create? Uh, in my portrait life, I, you know, I haven't found the right word for, for the, for one side of it yet, where I, it's kind of a, I, I'm referring to it as kind of classic portraiture, uh, you know, the idea being, you know, the type of things that you might see, you know, displayed of, uh, over somebody's fireplace, you know, statement pieces. Uh, and then I do boudoir and, uh, fine art nude photography. Uh, with inspiration taken from, you know, uh, you know, Greek statues and the old paintings and things. So I, I try to bring some of that classic feel into my portrait work. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I've seen some of your work and it's uh, it looks very painty and like stuff that you could find at the Louvre. Like, well, thank you. It looks awesome. So what would what is like the goal for your photography? Like what we what would you like to achieve with the work you're creating? Uh, something that lives well past me uh, at the end of the day, you know, and like in, is that is loved, you know, going way down the path. So my wife and I have kind of accidentally become art collectors and it just started with you finding uh, a beautiful oil painting in an online auction. And then that's spiraled. And it kind of struck me that, the, this first painting that we bought, we have no idea who this woman is. Uh, we, we call her Susan because we don't know anything else about her. Um, but now that portrait is a part of our family and a part of our home. And it's like the, she actually just went away to restoration and came back. So while that painting was gone for six weeks, it's like our dining room felt empty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we have a couple other paintings that we've collected as well. And, so, you know, I, I want to be able to create work for people that, that does that same thing, that even if, you know, three generations down the, you know, the road, uh, you know, people may not know the full story, they still have an emotional attachment to it. Uh, that was a really long winded answer about that. But it was a good one. I liked it. Like, I, like you're the first person that actually ever said that in these words. So that's totally unique. So that's cool. like what and what motivated you to like actually become a photographer because you have a background in like audio and like concerts and like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I was a sound designer for live theater. Uh, I started doing that when I was about 15 years old. And at age 35, uh, I was working a, you know, basically in residence at a large regional theater and I was kind of splitting my duties between administrative things and then some design. And it, the, the industry had really changed and I was, I was becoming more and more unhappy. Um, you know, I, I'm a creator. I need to be creating and dealing with a bunch of emails and weekly reports and things. Uh, it was just not my jam. And I was getting 
angry, quite frankly. Um, and so when I left the theater world, uh, you know, I, I had some web design knowledge. And so I was like, I'll do websites for people. And um, I started doing that. And then, you know, somebody needed some photos for a website. And I was like, well, you know, like I took a photography class in high school. Uh, so I remember how to do it. I'll just buy a camera. That's a tax write off. When I'm not doing that, I'll take pictures of the dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, then that just kind of spiraled. And, um, you know, then I ended up, I, I wanted to keep my toe in some way related to my old theater world. So I was like, oh, headshots would be the way to go. So it really, like my my path really started moving forward once I started doing headshot photography. Um, and then the rest of it's just kind of spiraled from there. Okay. And do you use like your background and all of that also in your branding? Like, do you use that in messaging and like let people know like the backstory or is that like a total more or less like closed chapter and this is all fresh and new and let's do that? Definitely with my acting clients. Uh, I, you know, I'll talk about my theater life a little bit more because it's a place that I can connect with them and we have some, uh, you know, some common ground and things to talk about, um, you know, just because of the industry, you know, a lot of times with my, um, with my professional headshot clients, if we're talking about it at all, it's just more of an interesting thing to talk about with them. You know, it's, you know, if people like to touch art and, you know, I was a part of a world and, you know, created sound for a lot of theater here in Louisville that a lot of them already know. Um, so it's a, so I, I don't necessarily brand with it, but I will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with my portrait clients, like the way I plan a portrait session, it's much the same way that we would plan a, a show. You know, like I, I don't walk in and just kind of wing it when I go in. So I, I use my rehearsal <laughs> training to, to pre-plan a shoot going in, or at least have some rough ideas. And I let them know that I'm going to do that. Uh, I think a lot of my clients also kind of like the fact that, um, while I am relatively new to the photography world, I think I'm in year seven now, I think, um, you know, it's that I, that I've had an artistic turn or, or, you know, creative mind pretty much my entire adult, you know, working career. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think for some people that brings a a sense of, uh, you know, confidence in what I can do Mm -hmm. maybe. And like the process that you use when clients like reach out to you, is that like uh, um, inspired by the way that you used to like work in the sound production? It is, you know, like when I was doing a a sound design, you know, I had to get before I could start, you know, because it's, in a sound design, it's, you know, more than just, okay, I need a doorbell here and some crickets there or whatever. It's like, you actually have to try to figure out the world and, and the people in that world and then what sounds are going to be around them. So, you know, you know, like a, a doorbell and, and I'm going to doorbells just cause it's a simple thing, but like mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a doorbell in a suburb in the Midwest is going to sound very different than a doorbell, you know, in, you know, a New York, you know, three story walk up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's, so getting to know that world, um, I have to do the same thing with clients. I need to get a sense of, of who they are and kind of feel them out. Um, what they're, you know, what they're expecting, what their comfort level is, how they're going to potentially enjoy their portraits. You know, is it going to be something that hangs over a fireplace or is it going to live in a book? And it's, you know, it's all those various pieces can help me design 
uh, a sitting with them, you know, so and we can plan multiple looks, but I, it's it is basically planning a little theatrical production in the studio. Uh, just when the curtain goes up, there's a, a print instead of actors on stage. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, like, how do you give your clients the opportunity to get to know you? Like you, your process is all about getting to know them. So what do you do for them to get to know you before they actually like pick up the phone or show up or whatever? You know, I'm. I'm of course on social media, you know, I've got my Facebook and my Instagram and uh, all that good jazz and I've got the websites and I try to make sure that my voice on all of those things come through in, in the most authentic way possible. You know, I, I want, I don't want anything that I put out or that I show to seem uh, contrived or, um, for lack of better term, you know, salesy. I, I want it to be me. Like I, I want them to feel like they've got a chance, like, like they, they already kind of know me before we ever talk. Um, so, and I just, a lot of it's in the voice that I use, uh, in, in the writing or on the website. Uh, I'm doing a little bit more video now. Um, you know, and I, and I need to really kind of dial in how I use that. Yeah, that's a totally different animal. Like I've dabbled with it a couple of times, but it's like I don't know. It, it kind of feels it like like getting somebody in front of the camera, and, and like all these people usually feel weird when I put the lens in their face. Like I know exactly how they feel when I turn on a video camera and start talking, and then like have to edit it and listen to my own voice, which I like totally hate. And now we're doing a podcast. So it's like, uh, it's like, it's weird, but it's good because you need that voice and that character out there, I guess. Cause like that's absolutely. And cause that's like stronger than like writing like a huge paragraph of stuff because like there's always something getting lost in like the way you write like the tonality and like the, the, the emotion that you want to convey is better to talk than to right or at least in my opinion well and it can be hard to to stand in front of a camera and and not find yourself acting in some way yeah and, and so it, it's and i find it harder to stand in front of a camera when it's just me talking to a camera and there's nobody else there i've been far more successful if i've had somebody else there to talk to uh because then it just flows into a natural conversation uh and that you know, getting more comfortable just talking at a camera by itself is it, just going to come from doing. I just, I need to get in there and do it more. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually with everything. Like, just like keep going and doesn't have to be perfect as long as it's working, I guess. Uh, right. So how would you describe your personal brand? Oh, man. Good yeah, question. And I know. And, and <laughs> that's what this podcast is about. Uh -huh. um, you know, my... My brand is, it, it, I, I hate the term high end, but it's it's a more high end elevated brand. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm looking for words. You put me on the spot. Holy cow! Prestigious, like something along those lines is what you're looking for, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's it, you know, um, you know, I'm not a strip mall photographer. I'm I'm a you know I'm a destination photographer. Um, coming to me, whether it's for a headshot, whether it's for a portrait, it's 
it's going to be an experience and it's going to be, you know, tailored around individuals. So it's there. I'm not a cookie cutter kind of, kind of operation. Um, yeah. And, you know, definitely it, prestigious is a good word. I, I like it. Um, Write it down. I, and I've use never, it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I've got a pad of paper here. It's, oh, okay. Um, like, but, maybe you, you'll get at something out of this too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, like I, I do like refer to myself in, you know, in the, the metadata on my headshot site as, uh, as Louisville's premier headshot photographer. And, and I am, you know, it's there, there are a lot of headshot photographers here, um, and a lot who do great work, but I definitely, uh, treat my brand, uh, like it is, like it is the best. And, uh, same with my portrait brand. You know, I, I use the term, you know, artistic or classic art with it, but you're not going to, you know, if you want a JC Penny quality, you'd go to JC Penny. You know, mm -hmm. when you're coming to me, you're coming to me for an experience. You're coming to me for, um, you know, for, for art. And it's, I, I'm a firm believer in that if you treat something like it's special, then it's special. Um, and I feel that way about my clients and they, so they all get treated uh, as special. Uh, I feel that way about my brand and about my studio and about what I create. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that, I think that permeates really all of it. You know, it's, I, I used to say when I did, uh, when I was doing theater, it's, you know, I don't care if I'm, um, if I'm doing a high school production or if I'm doing Broadway, I never did Broadway. Um, then you're, you're going to get the same Ben Markham. You're going to get every bit of me. And it's the, the same holds true with this. It's everybody gets everything that I've got when, when we're in there. So I don't know if that necessarily describes the brand, but it's the, certainly the feeling behind it. So we could state like the brand is more about the experience and the client than it is about the action, the product, I guess, like the product is part of it because that's ultimately what you deliver. But yeah, uh, but I, I do think all of it ties together. You know, it's, you know, I, I think that headshot or portrait, I, I think it's, it, there's an ongoing and emotional experience with it. So like if we do a headshot of somebody, we make them feel better than they've ever felt. And now they post that on, on their Instagram or, you know, whenever their profile picture comes up or whatever, they see it again and they get that sense. They, they feel that again, like, you know, and it may be on a subconscious level, but we elevate them, which is great. And then I, I think it's the same thing with, with portraits. You know, if I create a piece that, hangs on somebody's wall and they and then every time they walk past it they get to experience a, a feeling about that again or then if they have a you know family or friends over at the house and they look at it together now they get to share another experience i i think the i i think the experience and the emotion here is just as important as the experience and the emotion when they see it again later you know so it's where you know I'm, I'm creating a little emotional ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, we know each other from way back when I guess you were only doing headshots and then you, right. um, like evolved your business into adding the portrait, um, vertical. So like, how did you, like, how did that, 
process work from like just like being the headshot guy like me and then like dabbling into another thing that you're doing very well? So like when I first picked up a camera, uh, there were a lot of photographers here in Louisville who were doing a lot of beautiful work and you know, and I was looking at their work and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And like, they were doing like fashion editorial stuff. And I looked at it and was like, okay, well they're being successful or I thought they were being successful because that's the image that was being presented on social media, which there's a whole other lesson in that. (laughs) And so I was going, Oh, well, you know, well then that's what success is. That's what I have to do. So I started trying to like shoot this fashion editorial stuff along with it. And like, I would get to the end of a shoot and I would look at it and be like, but I just don't care. I don't care. You know, this, whatever, this will go on Instagram and it'll get a few likes and then it'll die and nobody will care. And then I was, you know, I was like, okay, so you're getting the long version. Uh, so then I he was like, okay, I really just have to focus on business. So I'm just going to laser focus into the headshots, which I was already doing the headshots. I just hadn't laser focused. So, uh, doing that, but then I still needed some creative stuff in there. Like I was, so on the side, I was kind of shooting portrait and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, you know, and then I, you know, see online mentors of going, you know, oh, you can do all these thousands of dollars doing these portrait shoots. And then I started trying to, and, and it just wasn't like, no, it wasn't clicking and I kept trying and it, it just wasn't triggering in my brain. I didn't love the work. Um, so I ended up doing a bridal portrait for uh, a woman that works for my wife's company and I, she had made her wedding dress and it was, it's beautiful. And it, when I posted that out, I, I, it's one of my favorite portraits and my style's changed a little bit, but I still love it. It's hanging out in the lobby now. Um, somebody posted, I put a comment on it. It's like, Oh, it's like you're doing John Singer Sargent esque portraits now. And then it triggered in my brain. I was like, Oh, I do love, classic portraiture why aren't i doing that so then it was a matter of trying to figure out where i wanted to go and what you know how to make it happen uh so it was a it was a kind of a long journey to get to the portrait side of it Mm -hmm. and then to figure out how to to do it um other people you know come to their you know what their and i'm finger quoting what their voice is uh far more quickly um but you know that that was kind of it and um then it got to the point where you know, I was doing so much of the portrait work and so much of the headshot work and the two brands look drastically different that I had to separate the brands out. So, you know, now I, I operate two websites and two different Instagram accounts, for example. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, like we talked a little bit about like how you see your brand, like, do you get feedback from others, how they see you? Uh, yes. Um, more so with kind of how, if for lack of a better term, kind of how I present, um, in the, with the portrait brand. Cause I, I don't do a lot of presentation with the headshot brand anymore. You know, it's, it kind of is what it is. You know, I, I still operate it and I still do it and I still enjoy it. Uh, I don't push the market, uh, you know, or the marketing as hard on it anymore. Um, with the portrait side of things, you know, I do you know, I, people see my studio, which, you know, I've, you know, got chandeliers in the studio and, you know, big frame portraits and it's, it's lovely. And it's kind of the same feeling as, as my home. And so when people see it, they do 
you know, there's a lot of, you know, talking about how beautiful it is and when they come here, how comfortable it is. And so that it, it feels elevated, but still very comfortable, you know, so I get a lot of that feedback and then that, you know, kind of comes to the website and all that as well. Um, you know, I, I get some smart asses involved as well who go, Oh, I bet you drink with your pinky out, <laughs> which is also not how it's done. If anybody needs to, to know, but anyway, um, so yeah, I, I get feedback on, on both sides of it. Okay. And like you work with like makeup and probably people that maybe design dresses and stuff like did what, like these people probably run their own business too with, by lack of a better term, their own personal brand. Like, did mm -hmm. you like look at what they were doing and how they were talking before you like hired them or start or decided to work with them? Like, are there like deciding factors when you like really like want to connect with somebody that you look for or some red flags that you go like, oh my gosh, I definitely don't want to work with this person. Absolutely. Uh, I do work with a makeup artist team uh, and they are phenomenal. We've been working together now for four years, five years. Um, and they initially reached out to me. They'd seen that I'd been working and I'd gone through a couple different makeup artists that we, we just weren't jiving. You know, either they wouldn't do what I would say, tell them to do, um, you know, or their bedside manner with clients wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, so that once the, the team that I work with now is called the beauty patrol, um, they're all professional hair and makeup artists and you know, it's, it's their day job, not a side hustle. Um, we, you know, we did a couple test shoots together to, to get to figure out if we worked well together and if we were doing the kind of work that was suitable to each other's brand. And, uh, so now, now they are very much a part of how I pitch clients as well. You know, it's like when I'm talking with someone about uh, a portrait session, you know, I do let them know that you no, know, a professional hair and makeup artist team is included as a part of your experience here um, because the they are excellent at making my customers feel amazing. And so, yeah, it's their brand is very much important to my brand. Uh, you know, and I see other makeup artists out and around, you know, the, the community at large, you know, all, all over the world. You know, it, it's like if, if all they're doing is doing the, the high fashion, you know, it really extreme makeup that doesn't fit my brand. They may do it beautifully, but it does, you know, I, I wouldn't hire them because it's not what I need for my work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So what's the most valuable piece of expertise or information that you can share? Be willing to make mistakes and keep trying. And, um, you know, mistakes are where we grow and, um, get out there, work, screw it up, you know, try, try, you know, try things that scare you. And, you know, that, that's where you're going to, you're, where you're going to learn the most. And it's, um, if, and back to one of the other things I was saying earlier, where I was saying there's another lesson, don't trust social media. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, you know, a lot of, I, I fell into a, a trap of going, all these people are being successful and they're probably making all this money and, and, you know, come to find out they they can take, you know, they take great pictures, but they, a lot of them also had 
day jobs and doing other things for money. This wasn't what they were doing full time, which is great. I wanted to be doing this full time. So uh, I uh, be careful of, of the old, <laughs> none of us ever show you the terrible stuff. Be careful <laughs> of the social media traps. Yeah, that is true. So what, what is something that you're still struggling with? Oh, so many things. Um, you know, styling is still a thing for me. I have to work at that very hard. Styling portraits, you know, it's, um, the, you know, I, I'm able to do it. It takes me longer. Um, you know, I struggle with time management in a really significant way. Like my work life balance is terrible. Um, partly because I like working <laughs> so oh, much. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll work all the time, you know, and, uh, my, my, lovely wife often has to go you you realize that we left our our full-time jobs at the theater because we didn't want to work all the time you started your business so that you could have a life and um so i that's a huge struggle um yeah i saw i saw a meme or like a like some post on instagram say from some photographer like i don't know some account and it had like relationship status Single, married, in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, it's it's one hundred percent true. And it's you know, like I say, my studio is my second home. It 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 looks like home. It feels like home. So it's I I'd be lying to you if I said I've never gotten a phone call going. Are you ever coming back to the house? And I go, oh crap! It's that time o'clock. I better go. It's uh, I don't know. I guess uh, when you do things with passion, then you lose track of time and you get like, so like hyper, like focused on to your goals and what you want to do. Like I forget whatever's going on, like around me. I'm just like go time. And sometimes people really need to like pull me back to reality. Yeah. I, I, I love creating. And when I, when I get into my little zone, pulling me out of it is difficult you know, tying it back to my theater thing, like by the time I was, you know, my last couple of years in the theater, I I was watching the clock and those days were so slow. Like I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. So it, it's really, on one hand, it's very nice to go, no, I just, I'm loving this so much that I, I get lost. So Yeah. And on that note, what's the key to success for you? Vigilance. Keep going. Uh, it's, have I have I know where I know what my goal is I know where I want to be and I'm not going to let anything stop it so just vigilance okay so what are your goals for the next years you know every year that I've been in business my uh, my growth has increased this year it's a it's a different beast you know with all the shutdowns and COVID you know doing what it's done to so many of us and you know, with that, I still refuse to come in at a at a smaller growth than I did last year. You know, I'm I'm gonna top it. I don't know how yet, but I'm gonna top it. Okay. And do you have like creative goals, or do you have like mostly business goals? Uh, I do. I actually last November I started shooting a, a personal project. Um, I've shot. Four images so for it so far. Uh, four are print or four edited. One is printed. Uh, I'm gonna shoot two more, maybe three. Um, and um, 
from there it's I'm looking to do a show with it and you know we're we're waiting to find out a little bit more about what that can mean with reopenings and groups of people and um me and a, a group of musicians uh, are reaching out to some venues and um so we're we're hoping to by the end of the year I think uh, maybe top and next but maybe by the end of this year to to be able to have a a print show up and running um so it, that that's a goal so right, right now we're we're waiting on the on covid information to push things a little bit further yeah yeah it's it's difficult for everybody it totally sucks um yeah. so on that note when people want to follow your project and all the other st- beautiful work that you're doing uh where can people find you best online uh on instagram you can follow me at ben markham photo uh that's my portrait work and where any personal projects will go um websites uh if you want to see my portrait work it's benmarkhamportraits.com if you're interested in my headshots it's just benmarkham.com so they that was the the first website so it got just my name um Makes and sense. then Facebook is uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Ben Markham photography. I think I never type it. I just click on things, but it, <laughs> or if all else fails, the one of the links on the website will take you there. Yeah. And like Facebook has this search box where you can just type in your name and all the shindig will show up, I guess. So that's, that's the <laughs> beauty of search. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, <laughs> so you can always ask a search box if there's something that you want to know in your life. So, <laughs> so. Did, did you know that you were the first person to show me the search tab on iPhone? No. Yeah. Cause like when, when I, like when we like actually met up in Vegas, like the, the first time yeah. I had, I was brand new to iPhone. So like I, like I had just switched over from Android. So it was all still cattywampus and like you, you changed my world with a swipe. The, the swipe down thing where you can just type and find your app, that thing. Yeah. Oh I had gosh. no idea. Oh my God, I love that. Like I have everything in folders and like sort of organized, but my iPhone organization also means that I have no idea where stuff is. So that search <laughs> bar thing is like lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, my the, the Androids didn't do that. So you, you, yeah, you, you changed my world. Thank you, Maurice. Oh, oh I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I, I want to thank you for being on the podcast and sharing some knowledge and insights in what you do my Uh, pleasure thank you for having me you're welcome and that's it for today but before we part ways let me invite you to my personal branding for photographers community on facebook the group has already around 700 photographers who want to learn everything about improving their personal brand make sure to add yourself by going to mauricejager.com forward slash facebook or subscribe to my podcast on your preferred platform thank you for listening And I'll see you on Facebook or you'll hear from me in the next episode. Enjoy your day. Talk soon. Bye.